hormones of the day, and this is I Remember You. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every single Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip. And I'm Molly. And with us again, uh, Christian James Hand. Do, am I saying James? I'm saying James, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, good. Bobby. Bobby. Jame. Christian D. Waxman. James, you fucking asshole. No. <laughs> Christian, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we are discussing I Remember You. This oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. So oh. we didn't really get into it last time, but Christian James Hand is a famous radio <laughs> <You're> personality. <laughs> They're going to hate me. <laughs> no, you I, might know him from such, the sound. Such places as stations that he listens to. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. I probably have more... Uh, yeah, I'd say that probably, I had more national sway, obviously, on Sirius. Well, are you just saying that, like, cred... Like, what do you no, I've never been credible. What? Come on. That's not true. <laughs> He's uh, been incredible. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so for... Bobby for D. Well, I'll, 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 I'll address that. Okay. Because that's... that's. I know you through Molly. So I quickly grabbed whatever I could to listen to to familiarize myself with you. And if nothing else, I found uh, the 20-minute bits that the sound uploads or, yeah. or you upload or whatever... Mm-hmm. Uh, where you deconstruct songs and you're playing uh, separate tracks, all broken down, and it recontextualizes the whole song. And if nothing else, the highest compliment I could give you is the s- fact that you get radio DJs to be quiet for a moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I mean that <clears throat> sincerely because like, the constant chatter actually aggravates me most of the time with right. radio. And just it is engaging listening to people listen to something. Like, they're all engaged, and they're, like, you can hear them kind of going, oh, <gasps> what? You know? Yeah, no, it, the, that's it's, fun. Uh, it's... How did you start doing that? I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. No, actually, it's... Incredible. <clears throat> it's actually, the original idea was my, a guy I used to be on the radio with on Sirius named Jason Ellis. And uh, we sat here one night and I played him a bunch of vocals and a bunch of pieces of some script really high and we sat and we listened through it. And he was like, is there a way that we can get these to play on the radio? And I was like, yeah. Do you think anyone's <laughs> going to give a shit? And he was like, yeah, I think it's going to be enormous radio. So I went on the radio with him and we just did vocals. And it was fucking gangbusters. So I was like, all right, let's see what happens if we go and we do an entire song. <clears throat> and his... ADD could not survive one song. And, we, and he actually said to me, he was like, let's go back to doing a vocal. So when I left Sirius, I immediately called my friend at the radio station at The Sound and I was like, hey man, I've got a bit that I think is going to work really well because you call yourselves the music station. Jury's still out. Um, <laughs> call yourself the music station and I've got a thing that music fans... And I went on the air and did the full song. So I give myself yeah. full credit for knowing that a full song would work with the right audience. And yeah, I give yeah. Jason the credit for knowing that broken, that separated out vocals would keep, would keep interest. It's a, yeah. it's a curated listen. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool <laughs> thing to just be like, I'm a knowledgeable person and I've, I've put these pieces here to show you, you can appreciate that. 
you can appreciate this, and then you walk them through and listen to the whole thing. And People can find your breakdowns online, right? At yeah, the there's sound. a sound. Well, no, it's actually, well, those are the old ones on the sound, and there's also the, the I'm on KLOS now. I do a morning show, and I do uh, Gary in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then more importantly, the thing that I got, the reason that I left my previous employer was because I got an hour-long version of it on a Sunday night, which I didn't have at the sound. Nice. Yeah. Because I knew that that was my... That was my money shot. Yeah. Well, so this is so an, interesting. This is an hour long on one song? On one yeah, song. On one and song. then the thing is that, you know... Well, one song at a time. One song at a time. You don't do the same song every time. No, yeah, no, we do one, the same song. Like, hey, guess what? <laughs> it's Journey again. <laughs> Journey Highway <laughs> run. Oh, my um, God. But, you know, like, I, without wanting to be self-grandizing, it's also... I would like, I would like it to be noted... Mm-hmm. That the songs that are being picked are being maliciously picked to show you how great songs that you have overlooked are. Like one of my favorite yeah. episodes we've done was Europe's The Final Fucking Countdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll tell you, an hour of that song, like we played, I was telling him, we played start to finish the entire keyboard track on its own. It was the first time in the history of that song okay. that an audience got to hear just what the fucking keyboard yeah, player yeah, played yeah, yeah. after. <laughs> The bits after that are so fucking Wagnerian, dude. If that was if that was an orchestra, you'd be like, it's from the 1800s. It's extraordinary. It's about a dragon that frees, you know, with like fucking Vikings on its back. Like it was, it's so fucking crazy. But it's on synth, and we just sat there and let it play. And I was like, this is fucking. And you can't. And then you hear the vocal, and you're like, oh my god, like this vocal is perfect. Like mm. there is. Yeah. His pitches, so that's my favorite thing to do is to take songs that have actually been overlooked and to get people to engage in it like works. Def well, Leppard as engaging. why Def Leppard is. You are very engaging and you know a lot about music and yeah, that's... It works. And the material that's itself is insane. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm doing Def Leppard because yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? You, like, have a, you have a, a niche appreciation for it. Niche appreciation? Niche appreciation. <laughs> you know? Niche appreciation. Well, thanks. I think, it's, I think it's important. And I think what, you know, like... That's what's really cool about what's going on right now is things like this podcast. Aww. That's what we always say. No, but seriously, <laughs> like to ourselves every day. You could never <laughs> pop ourselves up. <laughs> we could do it, man. We can. In our bunk beds. Go back in there. <laughs> just do fucking no, one more. Don't interrupt. Episode. Don't interrupt him. He was Jay. talking about. We it. We're, we're Jay. <laughs> we're Jay. Remember how we wore a D. Well, to get real for one second, we've been doing this for like a year of our Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a major undertaking. We are so nerdy. We're we're a year in and we are not yet at the halfway point. And he has a child. (laughs) You have a child. So let's get to it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's it's awesome that this is happening. So this is I Remember You uh, is from (laughs) 1977's Leave Home. This is written by Joey. Uh, because it is a love song. We're deep in these love songs, We're Molly. We joked about not doing songs. it. Well, I, I is it. tough. I I would usually be followed. Like well, I is generally going to be. There was a string of I don't want tos. And I don't <laughs> yeah, want-tos. we we came we Sorry. came out of the dark pit of yeah. I don't want us. Yeah, and now we. Wanna. Yeah. yeah, We're going. We're straight. For we wanna. wanna. It's we positive. totally wanna. Uh, they played this <laughs> and song. And now they're remembering. Yeah. Yes. Now, now they're remembering. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to want to. 
they played this song 55 times. Okay. Right. I love that. On setlist.fm, they found 55 times, primarily in the 70s, around yeah, the time of the list, album. Uh, if you want to... Throw us a few bones yeah. <laughs> for being your biggest I mean, supporter. Yeah, yeah. They've, listen- they've been listening to 79 episodes just waiting for that. For us to ask them. Uh, we'll totally take your money. No problem. I also thought this was we'll interesting. We'll give you a little box this, on our website. This was one of the singles off the album. Oh, okay. So this was like one of their attempts to, at radio play. Yeah, yeah. It went nowhere. Yeah, I don't I don't remember ever hearing this no. on the radio. No, <clears throat> but I think it's because it was like, well, it could be this or Carbona Not Glue. <laughs> For the radio? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I'll go if I remember you. And, 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 and yeah, it didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, you and I have not discussed this quite as much as we probably should have, uh, right. Molly, but this album was produced by uh, Tony Bongiovi, who is cousins <laughs> with John Bongiovi. Oh, that is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Good knowledge. I mean, that's weird. It's always weird to me Does when that happens. Huh? Does it make you feel? Icky? No, no, no. That's not what I mean by okay, weird. Okay. What I mean is, it's it's weird to me that like there's a weird reference, but like in the NFL that Peyton Manning and his brother are both quarterbacks. It was like proof that we're that living shouldn't... a simulation. <laughs> like but I go back to that's my what I mean. argument like prior. Like if it was in a movie, happen. you wouldn't believe it. Yes. You'd right. Be like, Fuck off. Two brothers are both shit kicker fucking <laughs> yeah, quarterbacks. <laughs> but I mean like. So yeah. yeah, no. When you hear the name Bon Jovi, you're Look. like, you mean you mean like John Bon Jovi? He's like, yeah, he's my cousin. Wait, wait what? I produced the Ramones. I produced the, the Ramones. Bobby D. Producer. He also produced, <laughs> but this same guy produced uh, with Jimi Hendrix, Aerosmith, wow. and a uh, special note for nerds, a group called Mecco who produced the Star Wars disco songs. Ooh. So if you've ever heard those wow. disco versions of the Star Wars theme, you know what's, you know what's Tony Bungiovi. <laughs> I could have totally lived without those facts. No, no, no. Of course. I, I, I think it's... Them. Look, that's, why we're, that's that, why we're here. That's right. um, I also found cover versions of this. I don't know how many cover versions you found. A couple. Um, both the ones I found in particular were by U2 and Pearl Jam, and they seem like they're in the genre of sad bastards. <laughs> Because I think they were both like post Joey dying, oh, so there was yeah. like one, just the lead singer with an acoustic guitar. Oh, they did that. You see, that, you know what would be awesome radio. at this point? What would make this really compelling broadcasting? Okay. If we could play both of those songs. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so well, awesome to play both of those songs right now and yeah. then be able to instruct people that if they liked it to go to iTunes and buy it. Let me it. ask you this question christian what do you what do you suggest as an alternative like do you have ideas about how to change the system in a way that would reconcile doing ouch tough question (laughs) no because i think you have a valid point yeah no the 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 problem is is that the copyright people are terrified that nobody wants to touch it so they're Mm -hmm. just putting their heads in the sand like when i came to do my podcast i was like all right because a friend of mine does a podcast he plays music on it so i was like all right um that's interesting i'll I didn't think you could play music on a podcast. So I mm. called him up and he's in the industry. And I was like, hey, man. And he was like, oh, there's a, we pay 50 bucks to a company and they pay for all the rights of our music. Because oh. I went to see his podcast he had broadcast and he was playing like fucking bands that I was like, there's no way you could play them on a podcast. Okay. Like the big four. Okay. You know? yeah. And I was like, nah, how are you getting away with that? And he's like, yeah, I play, pay a company a fee and they take care of it. So I'm like, you got a contact? So he sends me a contact and him up like, hey. Um, I want to talk to you about this fee thing where I can play 
music on a podcast and pay this fee. And she okay. was like, doesn't exist. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, no, no, that's, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't exist. And I was like, but my friend thinks he's paying your company money for this and it's not that. And she's like, no, no, we never told him that. So I hit him up and I'm like, hey, uh, the fuck, dude, you just, I don't want to shove it up your ass, but you're fucking fucked if they find out what you're playing. Like you're actually, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's on iTunes, dude. Like, what the yeah. fuck? And he's like, ah, keep going. I'm like, God bless you. <laughs> so then I was like, all right. So I reached out to both BMI and ASCAP. And both one of the people said that it was above their pay grade. That hmm. nobody wants to touch this. There's no really? system. And I was like, there's no system set up for podcasters to play music. Like you don't have a thing where it's like a trigger of 10,000 streams and you have to start paying a royalty. Okay, cool. That sounds great. Because at 10,000 yeah, streams, there. the stats are all there. At 10,000 streams, I would be able to be like, all right, I got a $50 fucking advertiser. Mm-hmm. Fucking strings.com or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. And well, that 50 bucks, you just, just gets paid. Royalties get paid out on it. And mm-hmm. the whole system already exists. Like there's a thing called sound exchange. Like, I mean, don't get me started on it. It's <laughs> already started. But my point was that there's no infrastructure set up and nobody wants to deal with it. Maybe you're the hmm. person to be a voice for this thing. There we go. Do you feel like... I want everybody to know before I run for office, I have smoked a lot of marijuana in my day. I may be high now, in fact. I have done ecstasy till my balls have vibrated to Fat Boy Slim shows. I have had sex that is illegal in most of the states of the union. <laughs> So if I'm running for office, let's get that out in the open now. I was going to say, he never lied. I never lied. What kind of sex is a little bit? I didn't say most. It's it's, it's some. 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 Bestiality? Uh, Sodomy, for God's sake. So So, on that note, that's all the facts I had. Okay, great. Um, uh, Well, okay. So what do we think? I mean, I... I, so uh, So yeah, this is the song. They were on tour at this time with, uh, they toured this record with Blue Oyster Cult, Suicide, and the Talking Heads. That must have been amazing! Like, they played shows with those bands. Yes. Uh, like, opening up for them. Uh-huh. So, like... That must have been so fun. They were in the van, in, in Europe, I think around so this time is when they're touring Europe with Talking Heads. Yeah, but... Like, the, they're all on the same bus. The crazy thing is that it doesn't work with any of those bands. No. <laughs> no. And we like opening for the Talking Heads, the Talking Heads crowd couldn't give two fucks no. about the They're fucking so Ramones. Artsy, aren't they? And then <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult, like yeah, Disaster. Don't Fear the Reaper with yeah. the fucking Ramones yeah. coming out there. What did they Yeah, and then try to su- play everything in thirty-five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. and then Suicide. Who's Suicide? Suicide is like foundational avant-garde. New York. Oh, New York guys. Okay, yeah. Art, sense. punk, and it's just two of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love, it's, I love the, it's, like, there's no, like, neighbor to the Ramones in any of these people. No, you know, right, it's no. like, it's like, they just yeah. kept throwing stuff against yeah, the wall. No, of course. Like, Maybe this one will work. Yeah, like, well, imagine I what it was like, like touring but, like that. It must have been fucking like, miserable. Kind of from the same scene, at least. The talking heads, York. yeah, but their sure. crowds are like, they knew each other. Yeah, that's what I mean, is that's probably why they're touring together. Yeah, I mean. Think? I think they just had to because, I mean, at that time, I right. imagine neither one was really that big. They were big like, on college. Well, well, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do it together. together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know. 
So we'll have. It's like so, the Chitlin circuit for the hip hop guys back in the yeah. day. Like they yeah. put them on the bus, and it would be like fucking everyone, like Public Enemy, would be on the bus with EPMD or whoever. You know, yeah. they would just do a tour. Well, by that time, and I mean, I I could just be sort of guessing. Anybody can correct me, but I feel like at the time in 1977, it's like, look, guys, you're wrong. Not, you're you're not the Eagles, <laughs> and you're not Led Zeppelin, so you don't get a plane. Yeah, no, and you don't get not. stadiums. You're you almost you're almost nothing. <clears throat> So find another group of nothing, <laughs> and put two nothings together. And put two nothings to together. Try to get something. And so, it's a valid point. I mean, at the time, it probably wasn't that. Cra- I mean, it was probably a huge. I'm sure was that. That has to be like the heyday of Blue Oyster Cult. That must have been huge to be like. Oh yeah, we're part of Blue Oyster Cult. I mean, crew. it's 1977. <laughs> that's 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 after Reaper, right? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I mean, that's. That, they're not nobody at that point. That's just, but like yeah. in hindsight, yeah, in 40 the, years hindsight, now we're like, yeah, oh. The, I mean, the thing is that the 1977 version of the Talking Heads <laughs> may not have been particularly big here, but I'll tell you it was big in England for sure. Yeah. Once in a Lifetime was like on top of the pops. Like I remember seeing that video playing with the dude in the big suit and being like, what the fuck is this yeah. fucking shit all about? Like this this song is incredible. Like I've never yeah. heard anything. do 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 and you may ask yourself, like, that thing's on the TV, and you're like, that's a new lexicon of music. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they're actually opening up for them at that point. Like, the Talking Heads aren't nobodies in England in the in 70s. No. That's why they came to Europe so many times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Europe was way more interesting. So, yeah, so, yeah. Like the, so opening up, if they got to do that with Europe, with Europe, which I think they did, I think that 77 yeah. tour isn't here. I think that's Europe. That's fucking huge. And then Blue, Blue Oyster Cult in 77 is a, a big deal yeah, too. A big deal. Suicide is the only one that's a nightmare. <laughs> Suicide's got like six really mopey dudes well, I feel and like... a couple of damaged chicks who are really good in bed, I might add. But I feel They'll like... let you burn them. I feel like this... I'm running for office. Look at... <laughs> Okay, well, I wanted to say something about this song. Yeah, uh, that would I you? Like this is a very... <laughs> getting back Please. to the matter yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember yeah, you. Yeah. From the, the album, the second album, Leave Home. Yeah. Um, this is a very ramones song, in my opinion. Okay, go on. Based on these facts. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yes. And I will present... Okay. There's like right. only about ten different words okay. in the whole yes. song. Simple chords. Yep. I think only three. Or less, or two. Or less. I mean, it's probably about three. They're one of the only bands that gets away with two and a half. I mean, they could seriously do just a one chord thing if Joey gave them a bunch of. The the bridge is just two. Okay. Joey's putting on a real weird accent. Yeah, I think it comes from this almost. It comes from them almost because I mean they, on top of like, we're gonna give ourselves our own names. And have a uniform look, and only play this way, and I'm gonna have an <laughs> accent. You know, I mean, it's like there's so many ands. Yeah. Uh, I want to finish my list here. Okay, okay go for it. Uh, it's about lost love. Yeah, he did lose this love. Very Ramones. Did she? Did she die? I did have a question. It was oh. like, did she die or did she just leave? Okay, that's a great question. Because it's. It's ambiguous. Well, it seems like it could go either way. Okay. Definitely lost her. But he definitely lost her because he remembers but to her. To what? I would say that if it's remember in this sense, it sounds really tragic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like I remember is you. Story yeah. I mean, it's not like. And these guys are great storytellers. Yeah. Um. 
Okay. So we vote die. <laughs> I feel like the consensus, and especially, like I said, after watching the ones where, like, this was sort of a memorializing the passing of Joey at the time. Sure. It's like, this is like a very kind emo. Of gone it into that. It is very emo. Thank yes. you. That word comes up for Joey a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think he probably had some hand in establishing that, that genre. And I think also, that, like, if you think about it, the music that he was brought up on that he was clearly a fan of, like, that 60s stuff. There was mm-hmm. always that, like, the boyfriend that died in the motorcycle right. crash. Like, those big, dramatic, you know... Yeah. Storytelling. You yeah, know, yeah. A lot of storytelling, like, cool... Yeah. The last kiss and... Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very romantic. Yes. Yeah. Well, this... I, it got me thinking about what I think is Ramon's A about this song. Go on. And I feel like this has a hard Joey aesthetic. Okay. This song in particular. And it made me wonder, what do you guys think? Of, like, what is your interpretation of a Ramon's A aesthetic? Ramon's A aesthetic? Does it make, yeah, Ramon's A aesthetic. Are mm-hmm. you seeing a Johnny as a main Ramon? Is Johnny your main Ramon? I mean, it's kind of like the same conversation, <laughs> but it's like, when you think to yourself, this is so Ramon's A, what comes to your mind? Like, the Joey business? No, I, I'm, I'm, go ahead. No, please, after you. Well, I was going to say, uh, I am a fucking guest, though. <laughs> Yeah, you're your fucking podcast. Or um, is it Johnny No I don't solos? Know. Uh, I think I think I tend to gravitate towards the guitar more in music anyway. Uh-huh. So I usually do respond to that and when the guitar is great in a Ramon song, I usually respond the most positively to it. So for my for me personally, I feel like that's what it is. Whether my votes tally up that way, we'll <laughs> yeah. see. But I think it's that the, the for, for me, the reason that they are who they are is because they do occupy that space where even for the briefest of moments, because they were sort of caught in that image forever, let's not forget. Like, mm-hmm. they could never get out of that image. But They didn't want to. <clears throat> they didn't want to. But there was there was kind of a moment there where the whole thing was the remote. Like the Ramones ethic was the Ramones. Like the mm. reason the guitar sounded the way they do is because the drums sounded the way they did. Yeah. It was built as a piece. <clears throat> and the way the drum sounded, the bass sounded a certain way and they played a certain way. So there was like, you couldn't, like you were saying earlier, like you couldn't lift a member out of that. Mm. And I think that for me, that's the ethic that they get frozen in for me. Like I don't, I looked at the fucking, it's like one of those Wikipedias where there's, there's like a color bar chart for how long Drummers. members right. were in yeah. the fucking... And there were some fucking sick ones. That I, well, I forget. It wasn't... Oh, I forget what band it was. But there was one that was like 47 different members. And like <laughs> fucking one guy was for three months and then seven years and then thrown... Like this guy was fired like three times, right? Okay. <laughs> so, comes back. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like to me, it was like all four of them for that brief moment were the ethic of the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And then right. that just carries forward. Like when I hear everything... I'm like, oh, of course, it's the Ramones. Like, and, and that's the other thing is like, no matter how you produce them, his voice was always gonna be, be that. But his guitar tone was always that. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. They knew that thing, and, and they, they did, did really, really thing. Ramonesy. Yeah, forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's for me. Like, that's my quite like my answer to your question is that for a moment there it was all of them, and then that just carries forward. Like, I don't, you know, I don't hang that's why it's a tough. particular member being the the most significant least of all Dee Dee. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? 
<laughs> and then he starts beef with fucking Dee right there. He just drops it except for Dee Dee. I'm pretty sure he leans in and it's fucked, dude. Well, when I when I started this whole journey, I was just I was a hardcore Joey girl all the way. Yeah. But as I've gotten deeper into the Ramones A Zeitgeist, I realized that I might be a Dee Dee girl. Wow. I know. Man. I think at the end of the day I'm a Dee Dee girl. A lot of time has passed I know. that you have said that. Because What is it about Dee Dee? He wrote so many freaking songs. He wrote interesting ballads, right. he wrote punk rock songs. I think it's also there's he's a, a there's a weird lovability weird. with him. Yeah, he's lovable yet he's tragic. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. He's he's the heart and soul of the thing and he's like like Marky gets fired for being alcoholic. Meanwhile, Dee Dee is like <laughs> deep in the three yeah. you know Substance abuse problems. Yeah, that simultaneously. Yeah, that everybody just is like, well, it's fine. He's Dee. That's just what's going to happen. Well, because we're ultimately, very, we're built to handle yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the machine already. It's fine. Well, no, it's this thing that uh, that um, during the one of the best rockumentaries is the the Clash Westways of the World one, mm-hmm. and Joe Strummer is talking about what it's like to have a drummer. Uh, he's like having a drummer on heroin is terrible. <laughs> that's the fucking engine room of the band oh, like you yeah, can't yeah. be playing mm. slowly and offbeat like you can do it as a guitar player as uh-huh. a bass player but the drummer so for the drummer to be drinking that heavily really does affect the performance of the band you can get away with a guitar player being sloshed he's just playing over a fucking really you know topper head and at his full powers was fucking sick in the clash mm-hmm. and then the heroine just <laughs> Like, when they played the fucking Hollywood Bowl, Topper wasn't allowed into the country. <laughs> he didn't get to do it because of fucking drugs, man. What a fucking heartbreak that must yeah, be for sucks. that man. He was there the entire time, dude, earning it. And was not only was, like, earning it, but was earning it as the only dude that could play with those guys at that time at that level of fucking precision and majesty. Like, Topper Hedden as the drummer for The Clash is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why Marky is the one that... They, they yeah. like, oh, it has to fuck it, like, you know what I'm saying? It has to go. Yeah. It's like, you're the fucking drummer, dude. Yeah. Like, you can do as much amphetamines as you want. Yeah. We'd prefer it, actually, if you could get back <laughs> on the amphetamines. It was a lot more fun. Like, the English fucking punks are so fucking speed freaks, dude. <laughs> Great. So, like, you know, you can have a drummer on speed. You can't have a drummer who's been drinking. Interesting. No, I, I love that point of view. I you think know? it's very funny. Um... I'm going to say that I like this song. I okay. really like this song. I don't love this song. But, but I, you really like it. I really like okay. it. Right, cool. I, I, I always tend to... I, this might be my favorite album of theirs. It's hard I to pick. I was going to say that too. But, I think uh, this is my favorite so album So I think it buoys, it buoys because of that. But, uh, but no, I, I, I'm going to strong like is my vote. Wow. Strong like. Okay. Anybody else? What? I, real quick. Sorry, not. To, oh. I just want to sidebar on this. this is my favorite <laughs> okay. album business. All right. Have I'm, you always thought that this is their favorite album? Not of yours, always, or? but as we've been going in, yeah. I kind of became a Didi girl. I know. <laughs> I a Didi girl. No, I, I just just I yeah. Is this a Didi song? No, no, this is a Joey oh. song. This is a Joey song. But um, just we're just right, right. Yeah, but what we're finding out about each other. Yeah, we're finding yeah. out about each other. This is a real sweet beautiful. moment. I love yeah. this. We're, we're great. It's working. It only took a year. Um, but I, I want to say because their yeah. first album, you know, everybody got their minds blown. The first album came out and they were like, what is this new music? 
So that's not happening on the second album. So they're like, oh yeah, we already heard this band. Mm -hmm. But this is an album where even though they wrote all the songs at the same time, whatever, I feel like the production, they're just, just trying. Little... It's a little bit better and yeah. it's just enough that it's like, yeah, there's something happening now. That... It's becoming more polished sounding for sure. Yeah, yes. and there's more art happening but it, And it's in keeping it, its you know? roots. Which yeah. is, that's why that other one didn't. If you didn't listen to the episode prior, <laughs> you probably should. It's an Easter egg. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's 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 missing it's, from that, but it's here. Yeah, it's polished and arena ready. Mm. I just think that, you know, this is ultimately the 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 downfall of the Ramones as far as like grandiose success can be hung on the fact that the songs are very specifically the Ramones and the Ramones ethic was never supposed to be a worldwide ethic. I see Same as the Sex Pistols. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason. This was the, made for clubs. The reason that the Clash went fucking to the is because they wrote "Train in Vain." Mm -hmm. Won't you stand, stand by? You yeah. know, like, like that song that was like over. You know, like, well, I remember the first time hearing listen, that being like, "Oh, the Clash just broke through." They could have done mm -hmm. stadiums like that, but they chose also. Let's remind ourselves: they chose to do sets that were punk rock sets. They chose to speed everything up. They chose to like. But I think that's the point that, too. Yeah. yeah, is that their their aesthetic was we do it. We are a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going all because the way, and it doesn't have work. The songs that are, as well. you know, Danny says. I mean, they have songs yeah, they, that are. But they didn't have. But that's the thing is like, and this is a, this is like a really weird voodoo area that you get into, which hmm. is why record labels ultimately, you know, are simple guest factories. Is do you say simple guest factory? Yeah, they're guest okay, factories. That's, that's all. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all yeah. it is. It's just a yeah. place that manufactures approximations of something that might happen if we yeah. throw money at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how many stories are there where the record label was like, uh, never mind. Uh, if that sells more than Sonic Youth's yet last record, we'll call it a success. And that was after the record label heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Hmm. They didn't hear Smells Like Teen Spirit and go, this is going to make a billion copies. They, they went, if this record sells yeah. more than 30,000 copies, we'll be in the black on it. So how Pe many times? Period. Are, period. Yeah. Like there was no thought of like, but it might change the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there was no even, yeah. so how many times the record labels have like not known anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. But they never quite had that they never got that one fucking song that would, yeah, yeah. that 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 just suddenly spread. cracked everything open. Mm -hmm. The thing is that they were, when it's almost like the 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 unfortunate side effect of having those songs too early. Hmm. Well, you I know, mean, like sedated and all that stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. what years is that happening? That's like in the early '78. Yeah, like well, they, that's, they pretty much got banned from radio, and I think part of what they say right, as right, a band right. is that they had some songs they thought could, could have get on the radio cracked if they just would have been played on the radio. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And by not having that opportunity, then yeah, that's weird because you're right. Like, it's almost as if the maybe that's why the Clash was so significant is that it, it took. The clash for a punk brand to really get on the radio. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Training Vane got played on like pop stations. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody would play the Ramones because they thought they were, you know, degenerate drug addicts. Right. right. And they were like going to. It was tarnish. on their press release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair. And uh, there wasn't any guesswork involved. Um, 
You've stalled long enough. Okay, sorry. What do you want to say? Um, I love, love this song. Like okay. I love this song so much. I want to play it over and over and over and over and over and over, wow. and over again. Wow. Wow. Christian? I, uh, I can see why somebody would like it. Yeah. So I will go with like it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. Most Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Most valuable? I'm going with Joey. He wrote it. He it's wrote his it. heart. It's a love song. Um, but did I feel like Tommy, that's in there. I mean, Tommy's producing on this. P.S. That's another thing that made it very Ramones yeah, for me. But I still think I still think I couldn't remove that from. That's you think that it could hold up no matter. I can't believe I have to. It. I can't believe I have to defend my a Joey, Joey vote to no, you. No, I'm giving it to Joey too. <laughs> You're like I'm Hold just on. reminding. Her, I'm just trying to sound smart about their. Like, no, it's an excellent uh, point. Did you guys know this is a Tommy? A Tommy I mean, I think that the the thing that I remember weirdly the most, if I think back on that song, is actually the drums. Hmm. I've done. I don't know why that. Awesome. Why you know what I'm saying? But I so sure. like the thing that I've walked away from is that the there was something about the way the drums fucking maybe sat in the mix, okay. the way they the were played. So Tommy's playing the drums and producing on. Oh this. yeah, of course. So he's like fucking drums yeah. sound yeah, beautiful, yeah, exactly. and they're on top of everybody. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Oh, you Mark. want the guitar louder? That's cool. I just make the drums louder than that. <laughs> we, we can do this all fucking day. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's weird. That's that's really uh, that's very good. Yeah, that means yeah. It, yeah, something was pulled yeah, off. And the thing was, like, to me, it was like an invented. There was like a mix that happened in Husker Du in like the fucking candy apple gray thing. There was something happening with the drums then that this sounded a lot like. So it's really interesting okay. to hear that there was a mix prior to that that was hmm. the same thing. Music nerd. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's why we're doing it. Can't apologize for that. No. Any other thoughts? <laughs> Don't you dare. On this one. Uh, no, that's okay. for me. Let's close it out. Well, thank you, Christian, for joining us again. My and pleasure. thank you, everyone else, for joining us today. Please follow us on Twitter. We're at Ramones Podcast. And join us next time when we will, we will actually be discussing I Want to Be Sedated. What a transition from the earlier conversation about big hits on Ramones of the Day. <laughs>